Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Coming up on today's show, foreign stocks have started to outperform their U.S. peers. But does that last? Plus, why the trend in internet connectivity and e-commerce is a long-term trend that is here to stay. Kevin Carter, the founder of EMQQ, joins us. Stick around. Welcome, I'm Ariane Alcorta with ETF Guy TV. If it's your first time here, be sure to hit that subscribe button and never miss any of our episodes. Roughly 85% of the global population lives in emerging markets such as Brazil, South Korea, and India. And when you combine these huge numbers with the rapid surge in internet connectivity and e-commerce, it provides a compelling investment thesis. Kevin Carter joins us to analyze these key trends and how to participate in the growth. Kevin is a founder and chief investment officer at EMQQ. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Since the start of 2022, broad equity ETFs tied to U.S. stocks have underperformed versus stocks in emerging and developed markets. Are we finally beginning to see a change in stock market leadership? And if so, does that last? Well, three weeks isn't a very long uh, time to measure anything in the investment world. But yes, I think that emerging markets are not doing as bad this year as uh, the S&P 500 and, and some other uh, groups of uh, businesses. And, you know, when it comes to emerging markets, I think that one of the biggest problems is that the index itself, the MSCI Emerging Markets Index, which is what most investors use to measure the performance of emerging markets, and it's what most ETF uh, and index fund assets are tied to, it's a flawed index, and it's got some serious problems. And there's been a ton of growth in emerging markets, but if you look at the the 15-year return of the of the emerging markets ETFs, it's basically zero. And the reason is that the indexes are full of uh, legacy economy companies and, and primarily state-owned enterprises, government-owned banks and oil companies, which are inefficient and not, you know, designed to, to build shareholder value in a traditional sense. And the corruption is is rampant. And if you look at the broad indexes, it's about a third in these companies, companies like Petrobras in Brazil, which was basically looted of billions of dollars by people like the last two presidents of the country that both went to jail. So you got to leave the old legacy indexes behind and you got to try to capture the real growth. And as you alluded, the growth is the same place the growth is here, but it's even more because you've got billions of people, as you said, 85% of the world's population, even more 
of the future. 90% of the people under the age of 30 are in emerging and frontier markets. And they are joining three different mega trends that we're part of. But because we were the first people involved, we've sort of lost touch with these things and how new they really are. And the first thing is the consumption. I mean, what's emerging are the people and they want stuff. They want more and better food, more meat. They want an extra pair of shoes, a second coat. They want a heater and appliances. They want to take a vacation. They want a car and they want their kids to go to college. And that's the first and biggest part of the story, the rise of the emerging market consumer. We've had consumption in our in our country for a couple of generations now, but it's just now getting to the developing world. The second mega trend is something I've had for 30 years called the computer, which started on my desk, but now it's in my pocket. Well, re the rest of the world is just now getting their first computer. It's not on their desk and it never will be. It's in their pocket and it's not running on Apple. It's a $60 Android based smartphone is bringing the computer to the world. And it's bringing the third mega trend with it, which is something I've had for 25 years called the internet which I first got on a telephone line with a modem 25 years ago. Well, most of the world was never wired. So as those people get that first computer in form of a smartphone, they're also getting online for the first time. And importantly, because the consumption infrastructure in emerging markets is undeveloped, and, and when I say consumption infrastructure, I mean nobody has a bank account with a debit card. Uh, nobody has a cable TV on the wall. And there's no Target store to drive to, even if you had a car. So these people are leapfrogging traditional consumption and in many ways are more digital than we are. Given the expansion of technology, IPOs and emerging markets, how would you compare the growth prospects of U.S. technology versus technology in China and other emerging markets? Well, it's no comparison. I mean, we're a very developed country. Our Internet market's very developed. China's Internet market's fairly well developed. I mean, e-commerce is about 20% of U.S. retail. It's about 25% of China uh, retail. So, uh, but the rest of the emerging markets, the the ex-China part of the story, their e-commerce penetration is less than 5%. So you've got five and a half billion people in the next frontier, if you will, beyond China. And the growth there is, it has been, and it's going to remain incredible. And the IPOs, you know, when we launched EMQQ eight years ago, we had 42 companies. Today, there's 130. And if we came back in five or 10 years, there might be 500 publicly traded Internet companies. And they're coming from everywhere. Kazakhstan, Uruguay, Turkey, uh, every part of the world has entrepreneurs. Most of them either went to our best colleges or worked and or worked for Facebook or Google. And they're going home and they're starting localized versions. They're getting funded. They're growing big businesses and they'll continue to go public. And India in particular uh, will see dozens of internet IPOs in the coming years. Kevin, the newly launched Next Frontier Internet and E-Commerce Index ETF, and that's ticker FMQQ, may surprise some advisors and investors by omitting exposure to Chinese stocks. This means FMQQ includes important countries some have either overlooked or maybe forgotten about. Kevin, what are your thoughts on this? Let me say first and foremost, we started working on FMQQ a year ago. So we did not do this in response to, you know, the, the China regulatory panic that's hit our stock market. Um, it's, you know, 
as I mentioned, China's e-commerce market is the biggest in the world by far. And it's four times as big as the other 45 emerging and frontier markets combined. So it really is its own uh, animal. And and so FMQQ, all of the companies in FMQQ, are they're in EMQQ as well. And so EMQQ investors benefit from that part of the story. But it's just earlier in the other parts of the EMQQ story. Beyond China, the penetration rates, as I mentioned, are about a fifth. And the population size is four times as much. So I think, you know, EMQQ will benefit from the growth of the non-China companies. And FMQQ gives investors a direct exposure to uh, what's happening in India, in Vietnam, in uh, Brazil and Mexico, Eastern Europe and Africa. And as I mentioned, it's very early. The you know I've never known anybody that used to have a smartphone. So I think that this is a one directional uh, combination of three secular trends, and it's going to go on for a long, long time, especially uh, beyond China. The FMQQ ETF and its larger sibling EMQQ both focus on internet and e-commerce companies. And while the business trends still favor the global shift towards e-commerce and greater connectivity, some of the stocks have experienced sharply lower shared prices. So how can investors focus on the big picture and resist their tendencies towards unintended, self-destructed behavior? Well, this remains the biggest challenge in investing. People ought to welcome lower prices if they're long-term investors. If they're consumers of stocks, they should want to be able to buy them as, as low as possible. But in the near term, it's very hard for investors to do that. And they let the, the line, the chart, if you will, dictate their feeling. This is what Warren Buffett and Ben Graham talk about is Mr. Market. And Mr. Market is decidedly bearish right now. And uh, I think you put it kindly, some of these stocks, well, uh, EMQQ is down about 50% from its high. So it's been uh, across the board and it's been severe, uh, largely driven by what I think are extremely overblown fears about China and the Chinese government. Um, and this is exactly when you want to buy. I mean, they told me when I was young to buy fear and fear is here. So I, I'm a buyer and you know, investing should be a long-term pursuit. And I think if you've got three or five or more years, this period will be not even a much of a memory for long-term investors. Thank you so much, Kevin. Keep up the good work and we look forward to having you back. To learn more about investing in e-commerce and internet stocks and emerging and frontier markets, be sure to visit emqqetf.com along with fmqqetf.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, post your comments below this video. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. I'm Ariane Alcorta. Thanks for watching.
NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.